I just made myself think of that SNL voice. Or he's like SNL voice. Yeah, he's like Diary Espinel. The you know, fuck that, is that? <laughs> like when, I don't watch SNL. Okay, so when I'm SNL not a big starts, SNL fan. When when SNL starts, it's like there's a guy who used to do the the recording, and he, he as he got older and older, he started to sound like he got like struck by lightning or something. <laughs> Because he just kept like, I mean, God rest his soul. He has he has since passed, but um, yeah, he would be like, but his memory lives on. He'd be like Andy Samberg, like a like a real chunky kind of like like kind of a Jeff Bridges kind of uh, you know. Sounds like he had a stroke and they just kept him in. <laughs> Keep it pushing, Roger. You got a few more Saturdays in you. Chris Rock. <laughs> yeah. It's like that U.S. senator who, like, have you seen that? That U.S. senator who froze? He keeps on, like, having these, like, mental... He froze? Uh, hang on. I got to get his name up. I was looking at it today. He froze again. Um, U.S. senator. Senator. <laughs> senator. Terminator. Shut up. Uh, the U.S. The Republican, Mitch McConnell. You seen that video? It's this, like, U.S. senator. He's, like, talking at some press conference and he's, like, his brain just snaps. And he just stares, like, people are asking him questions and he just stares at nothing. <laughs> and then people behind him are, like, smiling and, like, in the camera, they're, like, and they start to get worried. And they Whoa. start, like, go, okay, that's enough questions for today. And they <gasps> and just they sort just of, like, like <laughs> wheel him off. Oh, my God. But it happened again. And, like, it was funny because, like, he was answering questions. Is he questions. okay or was it just nerves? Like Apparently, a... apparently he had, like, a, a fall. 80% of them have, like, dementia or, like, 90, oh my 100 God. years old and shouldn't be, like, you know, yeah, making the... decisions about... Yeah, ten year olds. And, yeah, whoa. Um, but apparently had a fall before that, and it caused that. But there was another thing that happened recently. Where it happened again, basically. But um, this time, someone asked him a question. They're like, "Are you considering running for Senate again or for office again? Whatever." And he's like, "Well," and then this lady comes up to him and just goes, "Yeah, you okay?" Oh my god! What like in Patriot? Yeah, basically, just like going to be some touching. Some locker room talk. Yeah. These things will go in time. <laughs> when he dies, man, he's like ancient, Oof. that guy. Anyway. That's terrifying. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, when... Chasing Amy, am I right? Oh, I mean. 1997. I mean, Chasing Amy. Welcome yeah. to Tripod, a podcast Oh, yeah, shit. About... Do the intro. Oh, right. my God. I just was. <laughs> no, 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 Matt. Do the intro. Do the intro. Welcome to Tripod. Do the intro, Matt. Podcast about cinema's unofficial trilogies, so three films which are not linked by the usual elements like characters or plot, but instead connected by a director or writer or actor, sometimes much, much less. I'm Matt. I'm Gene Siskel of the Chicago Tribune. <laughs> Gene Siskel! <laughs> <laughs> and today we are concluding, I hope we are, because it apparently looks like we're not recording, but I think it's, are there any lines coming up? Oh, there's lines coming up Oh, now. that's good. Okay. We're good. Yeah, today we're concluding Kevin Smith's <laughs> Jersey trilogy with his 1997 return to critical acclaim, but kind of divisive uh, audience acclaim with Chasing Amy. Chasing Amy. Chasing yeah. Amy. And not once did they actually chase Amy in this in this movie. I mean, there's not even an Amy in this movie. Yeah. There's a reference to her. There's mention of Amy. And I should conclude, or I should, uh, I should, uh... Your brain's just snapping like <laughs> yeah. Mitch McConnell. <laughs> <laughs> someone, someone comes up behind me. Uh, oh, he's, he, he's gone. Okay, um, well, join us next week. I should, I or me, should I think. clarify yeah. that, uh, have you ever said that you just get the word wrong and you're like, no, nah, I'm stuck now. Um, I should clarify that mm-hmm. this is not Chasing Chasing Amy. It's oh. a documentary that's come out this year. 
yeah, coming out very soon. Coming out very soon. It's Wide currently Bruce. going around yeah. film festivals. I was very, Becker. very mm-hmm. excited, but also very disappointed because I really wanted to watch it because the trailer looked very interesting. Yeah. Uh, at like the time of, those... of yeah, at the time of this recording, mm. that that movie is just set for release in a couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah made it's by doing its run right now. Uh, I think I, I wrote their Sav name Rogers. Down. Sav, Sav Rogers, Rogers is correct. Yeah, yeah. young filmmaker who yeah. um, watched the film. What a crazy coincidence! This film is getting a resurgence, and we just happened to be I know. talking about it. This I wasn't know. planned. It's similar to Rip D. Do you remember we did Rip D? And there was a comic, uh, sorry, oh, yeah, a sequel, sequel that yeah. came out like oh, the week of recording that. Um, keep talking about Rip D. It's gonna get in every episode, <laughs> buddy. Rip D. <laughs> get used to it. Um, okay. I love it if we don't start the episode with me referencing that SNL, guys. <laughs> it's just me doing that every few, every like 20 minutes in the episode. Um, yeah, Chasing Amy, the third. Yeah. He, he, he got a lot of films done in these first, what was it, like a span of four, three years, I guess, three or four years. Yeah, what was Clerks, 1994? 94, yeah. Yeah, so then 95 would have been, he got Morats. into Morats really quickly. Mm. I guess I guess Clerks came out early in the year and then, and then he got straight into Morats and then this thing was filming 19, March 25th, 1996. Yeah. I want to uh, to start the conversation. I want to yeah. play you this um, little snippet from a Kevin Smith interview. I think it would have been back in the early 2000s. But um, I, want to, I want to hear your thoughts on his own take on these three films. Oh, I watched this clip. Clerks is a hardcore independent, American independent film that can only exist in the era that it was created. Uh, Mallrats is a, 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 an untalented kid's attempt at a studio comedy that he grew up watching. Uh, Chasing Amy, I think, is, uh, I've heard it described as the original bromantic comedy, and I would not disagree with that at all. There you go. What do you think about that, Gene? (laughs) Well, I thought this was a delightful film. I thought it was, you know, witty. I thought the dialogue was snappy. And I think, you know, I think studios could learn a lot from this, this film's writing. And I think you're completely wrong. Oh, you fat I dumb think- shit. I'll <laughs> kill you. I'll <laughs> fucking kill you. Paint my chicken coop. <laughs> um, yeah, what do you think about that? Like, uh, it's, a, it's an interesting – because I think he's dead on for those first two. The yeah. idea that, like, the first film was a – you know, Clerks was a film that was made of the time. It was made yeah. from what was inside independent of US Independent U.S. film yeah. spirit was yeah. coming up. Yeah, you and know? I think that, you know, bootstrap kind of, you know, like, let's just get it done. And then mm-hmm. and then the second one, I, I think he's – I think he's um, – he is unfair to himself by saying it's an untalented kid's attempt at a studio comedy. I think it's an untested potentially or, or, or a messy attempt. It's not – he's not untalented. Yeah. Um, I think he just didn't really know what he was doing and I think that's fair enough because he went from like we've talked about a budget of 27000 yeah. to what was it? Six mil. Six mil. Yeah. Um, chasing Amy back down to 250000 which is obviously a lot more his style. And yeah. that's what we talked about I think last episode is like, yeah. hey, baby steps, brother. Like yeah. let's go twenty seven. Then let's go to because two hundred fifty thousand is still ten times that budget. Yeah, it's so much more money. Yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like probably a ma- a much bigger crew as well. I mean, obviously mm. a much bigger crew. Mm. And then I mean, just looking at the sets and everything, like the the amount of extras he's got in the shots and all that kind of stuff, it yeah. still would be a, a pretty daunting step up. Yeah, to go from yeah clerks, which is just which is pretty much just his mates in the in the in the quick yeah, stop. Yeah, sure, and then sure. wham this. What do you Big what do you extras. think about that definition of him saying it's the original bromantic comedy? I'm thinking. I'm thinking. But uh, maybe I wouldn't have thought so. It no, could it could well be, but I wouldn't I have thought so. I didn't get a lot of bromance. I I, understand. I mean, any cop movies like that. I mean, yeah. any cop movies basically. I mean, like Point Break. Yeah. I mean, obviously, it's not a comedy. I guess that's the one hilarious movie. <laughs> 
<laughs> it is in a sense. But like that's like clearly like some very interesting like homoerotic almost relationship yeah. between these two cops. I don't know. Yeah, that uh, maybe. Well, I, think, I wouldn't have thought so. I wouldn't have defined that, yeah. it like that. I think that that and I haven't to be honest, I was surprised because I think like I said the first two are pretty bang on. Yep. And I haven't seen a lot of internet or a lot of kind of pop culture discussion. <laughs> Wait, what, you, haven't, you haven't seen a lot of internet. What I, the fuck I, are you I'm, talking about? I've I've seen Are you 95? I've seen, I've seen a YouTube <laughs> and I've seen uh, a Gmail <laughs> and uh, and that's it. Uh, is there more? You can't say there's more. There can't be. Possibly. Um, what would make your eyes spin? <laughs> Wait, head spin? I don't know. Go on. Finish your point. I'm sorry. No, I think that – I think I watched it and I actually – it's gr- – like I don't I don't think it's a perfect movie at all. Yep. Um, I think it's um, – I think when I watched it, I was – I was struggling to get into it um, purely based on the actual – the um, – Without even thinking about like the what the like the dynamic or kind of like the divisive elements of this relationship mm. that's forming, I think in the film, I was more about like I don't know why she likes this guy kind of thing. If we get right. right, like I I couldn't tell I could tell why Affleck's character um, Holden fell in love with Alyssa. Oh yeah, she was great. She's very charming. Yeah, very, but but like, also it's like I, I, it's also yeah. just like the movie needs to happen kind of thing. Like this yeah. is what this film is about. It's yeah. about this guy falling in love with a woman who is kind of coming to terms with her own kind yeah. of multi-layered sexuality yep. that she has defined in a certain way that is then I think the film kind of branches mm. out of that. Mm. But I, I didn't – so like for me, the film for the film to work, I needed to understand – I needed to buy their chemistry more. Huh. And I bought their chemistry in a, in, a, in a way of like the friendship kind of thing. But I, I couldn't quite – Get on board with her falling for him, if that yeah, makes sense. Yeah, right. He just because yeah, yeah, he yeah. was kind of nothing. Like he would not. <laughs> I don't know. Like I don't. I think. I think the the acting in this film was actually pretty decent all around. But I just yeah. I I bought why he he liked her. I couldn't get on board for her falling for him. Fair enough. Um, well, we don't get enough of her, basically. Yeah. I mean, this could be like. Uh, I mean, there's so many examples of movies like. Um, like friends with benefits, or there was a there was another one. Yeah, it's any a very films, similar title. Yes, any of those uh, films where there's a couple like getting out of bed, like looking at each other, like oh, on the poster. Yeah, what did we just do? Oh, Is oh. it going to mess up this friendship? We you better had, believe it. We had Cunnilingus. <laughs> yeah, it's this, it's friends yeah. with benefits with um, it's it's uh, that's Myla Kunis. No, no. Well, oh, no, yeah, t- friends with benefits is Myla Kunis and um, Justin Timberlake, right? Oh well, what's the one? And with... then there's another one with Ashton Kutcher and, and Anne Hathaway, right? Natalie Portman. Natalie Portman. Yeah, I always get those two confused. Yeah, yeah. Really? So what's no. that one? I thought that was Friends with Benefits. They're like the exact same movie. What's that one? I don't know. Uh, I couldn't tell you. Let's try it. Let's. let's try. I mean, that could be. Like, it's honestly the difference is the title and the two lead actors. <laughs> it's otherwise they're like the same movie. Maybe tonally, one's a bit more romantic. I think. Oh man, that's gonna kill me. I uh, wonder what. I wonder when they came out next. Like, did they come out same year? Similar, like Similar. a couple of years apart. I don't yeah. think it was the same year. But that's like that. Uh, that's like those two magician movies that came out in the same year. Well, like one... now you see me. No, 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 no. God, no. Oh, oh man, Harry Potter. No, no. <laughs> Harry so Potter and Lord I feel of the like Rings. that would be so insulting for like a Harry Potter fan to be like, oh yeah, Harry the magician. Like yeah. <laughs> he's a wizard. Little... <laughs> um, no, uh, I think um, it was like Hugh Jackman. It was like The Illusionist. It was like Hugh Jackman and then there was another one oh, with like Ed prestige. Norton or something. Yeah, the yeah, Prestige like... was Hugh Jackman and then, yeah, The Illusionist was the Ed Norton one. Yeah, and they were like – they came out like the same year. Yes, that's And it was right. like a murder mystery kind of mag- magician yeah, I always got them confused, those yeah. two. This happens every now and again. Same thing with Barbie and Oppenheimer. I was like, the same movie, right? <laughs> oh, wait a minute. No, they're not. Oh, no. 
Oh. Um, one's about this 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 sort of weapon that sort of has dominated the world, and the other one's about a guy who invented it. Yeah, oh, what a swing around. <laughs> oh, Come oh, on, oh, he's firing oh, on all cylinders tonight. <laughs> it's a hot pie tonight. Uh, um, I have one cylinder, though, so. Oppenheimer. No, that was bad. I didn't know that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're cutting this episode anyway, so you can Oh, cut no, I'm not cutting anything so far. All right, good. Um, nice. I'm happy. Yeah, no, I think I think less so of the bromantic element, because I think. That's what I, I wanted to say. It's, it's yeah. more about, like, I think it's twofold. I think it's about. And, and that's why I think it's grown on me because I've, I've – again, it's like Clerks. Reading more about the intent yeah. behind this has made me like it more because there was some yeah. – like it's not a perfect movie. It's not a perfect romance written I don't think. But it it has its place even though it has I think a slightly divisive kind of playing on a myth of like I was reading up about it like the – especially back in the 90s, this idea of like the, the quote-unquote curable lesbian. Like mm. this idea that like, oh, she just needs to meet the right man and then she won't, you know, want to be with women anymore. And mm. this kind of weird myth that was um, being perpetuated, I think Kevin obviously wrote uh, this film putting himself on trial in a big way. Like mm. he wrote it from the perspective of himself where he his own friendship with the lead actress. Um, Relationship. Yeah. yeah. And he, he kind of felt like, oh, he, he realized he was he was um, doing what Ben Affleck's character does in the film, which we can get into, yeah. um, and judging her for her past and, 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 and kind of all, all of it being wrapped up in his own ego. So I think more so than the bromance element, it's actually about – like it's, it's, a, it's very much um, – I think I, I watched a, a video on, on YouTube that summed it up well where he said it's like um, – it's ultimately a film about women's sexuality made by a man for other men. Yeah. Um, and so it's yeah. understandable why it's dividing and why it's like certain elements of the film can be seen as problematic by some. But yeah. I think it's it's a film that tries to show uh, straight men how like their overinflated egos and lack of kind of worldly perspectives mm. will, will be their own downfall when it comes to fostering healthy and supportive relationships with like, you know, with women and with people in general. Like Ben just does like Affleck's character Holden just does wrong move after wrong move in this film. I kind of enjoyed that element of it. You know? yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. No, I think that was very well put. It's it's definitely about it's definitely about uh, male fragility, I guess. Mm. Uh, and looks like disclaimer. Uh, yeah, like like what Matt just said. Yeah, it's about uh, female sexuality. It is written and directed by a white <laughs> man. <laughs> so yeah, obviously it's going to get lots of and uh, white men in the nineties as well. So yeah. it's going to get stuff wrong. Yeah, it, that's immediately going to turn people off. We get that. Uh, we didn't write the movie. Don't blame us. But I don't um, think it. I don't think but, it's aged to a point where it's it, it should just be like. Um, and I think that's why the documentary yeah. is going to be so interesting because yeah, this is the thing. It's like you know, it's being reevaluated in yeah. this interesting way. Where the it's YouTube like, the YouTube channel is Ross talks about, and the video is called "What Chasing Amy Has to Say About Sex and Sexuality." Check it out because it's a uh, it's a small channel Ross yeah. talks about, but it's a I, I thought it was a very I I very one. yeah it was pretty very like, well yeah. said um, kind of like little take on the film as it stands today. Yeah, it's interesting reading the synopsis and then seeing how many people from like the LGBTQI community. Mm. Um, don't immediately hate this film, but actually enjoy it or find it interesting mm. or find some interesting takeaway. I've, I thought that was really interesting. So, yeah, it's like you said, Kevin Smith makes these movies where the context just makes it somehow better. And also mm. Kevin Smith, he actually mentioned this. It was a quote I, I saw during the research of this thing. I can't remember what he was talking about, but basically he was just saying he would do a screening and then he would do a talk after the movie. And then mm. someone left and he was like, I hated that movie, but his talk was really interesting. Oh, it. really? And he was like, I realized then that like, 
if I completely lose the audience with a movie, I can always get one of them back with how I talk because he's got wow. the gift of the gap. Basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's why, I, like, I'm, I remember we brought this up during Clerks and even Mallrats. Really, I was like, man, I, yeah, I didn't like all of this, but like, honestly, Kevin feels like a friend in a, in a weird way, uh, where it's like because you, you just know him so well from mm. all the stuff he does on the internet, mm. so it feels it feels wrong to knock it down. Yeah. Uh, so it's interesting. He sort of galvanized himself from a lot of criticism in a lot of way. Yeah. From a lot of the people he wants to reach. Which yeah. is interesting. So obviously critics, like the the hoity-toity, I don't know, critics are not always going to like his movies, but he's like not really catering to them mm. so much anymore. Yeah. So yeah. And um, yeah, to your point earlier, yeah, it didn't, it doesn't really feel like a bromance comedy. That yeah. whole aspect feels undercooked, a especially bit. when Jason Lee disappears for a good, most of the second half of the film. Yeah. <laughs> but the the romance between, well, what little romance there was between uh, Affleck and uh so Joey Lauren Adams. I, I want to get yeah, that yeah, name that's right. correct. Joey yeah. Lauren Adams. Yeah, yeah. So that's Holden and Alyssa. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I found it interesting. Yeah. yeah, there were some parts I really enjoyed of this movie. Yeah, mm. on the whole, I was like, yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, Should probably we... a solid two point five out of five. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd go so far as probably about a three. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, mm. I, but that's the thing is, I watched it and was probably like, yeah. How did nothing. you watch this movie? Uh, I told you how I watched it <laughs> on a hot. Hot spring day, looking out at all these children playing in the park and going, oh, man, I wish I was out there playing. <laughs> Not with the children, obviously. I have actual friends my age, but. Uh, anyway. They're playing like. They're playing stickball. Yeah, yeah, like old fashioned toy. <laughs> I was going to say, for some reason, they're playing like uh, Once Upon a Time in America kind of era, like. <laughs> do, 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 do. You're just like, ah, take me back. No, I, I, the days. I, I watched it uh, a few nights ago. Um, Again, I think Kevin puts it best when he says, like, hey, say what you will about my films, but, man, I cut them to the bone where he was like, I, I, I edit them so that they are digestible in a quick viewing. And This, this was, thing was two hours long. Yeah, but the other ones were 90 minutes, and this wasn't two hours. This was like an hour 45, hour, hour 50. 50. Yeah. Okay. So, But that's no, the thing. Anything no, no, no. under two hours, and you can do in a sitting without yeah, feeling true. like, you know, so. Yeah, fair. Um, I mean, give me a break. <laughs> Leone, Leone, Leone was like four hours each time. I was like, God damn. Yeah, but if it's good, it feels like True, minutes. true, true. But no, this this didn't feel, this didn't feel, I actually did actually, uh, that being said, I watched it in two parts. <laughs> <laughs> I watched it in the uh, in the evening. I finished, I paused it at um at the point after they get together, after they kiss. It does feel like two f- yeah. definite parts. And then like, I watched it, and film. then I watched it. Um, and I, I, yeah, when they kissed, I didn't know how I felt about, well, like I was like, oh, okay, this is where it's going. I didn't know. Because it was enjoyable to watch from a perspective of like, I have no idea what's going to happen. Controversial opinion. Yeah. I actually kind of liked that scene, mm. the scene in the rain. Oh, yeah. yeah. And that's probably a big scene where people would be like, oh, it's a, it's a, it's a loss for a lot of people from Alyssa's community, basically, where yeah. it's like, oh, so this is supporting the myth that men can like convert lesbians to being straight, mm. basically, if they mm. are hot enough or whatever. Yeah. Um, I don't think that film is that obviously is not the intention of the movie. No. But it definitely stumbles its it's its, it's subject matter a lot. In so, its boldness yeah, to it could show be read that way. in its boldness to show that to kind of stuff, yeah. it could be it could be read, and that's fair enough. It could be yeah. read as a film that is is saying that or is yeah. is, is perpetuating that myth. But I think yeah. from my perspective, like there's like you were saying about the the LGBTQI plus community, like there's no general consensus on chasing Amy. Some of that community loves it. Some of yep. them probably you know find it more divisive and hate yeah. it. But like in general, regardless of your sexuality, like not everyone can relate to Alyssa as a character. But like there yeah. would be plenty that can. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And yeah. you know, not the least of which you know, um, Rogers, the filmmaker. Um. Oh yeah, Sav Rogers. Sav yeah. Rogers. Yeah. 
um, you know, was a was a person who watched the film as a as a as a kid, and mm. it it hit them in a way that you know kind of helped them discover who they were. Yeah, um, which yeah. is wonderful. You know, yeah, it should come. So Sav Rogers is a, a trans man as well. We should mention, which mm. is why this film is so uh, why he's making a film about the film basically because mm. it was a um, a pivotal piece of movie for him to watch as a kid growing up when there was really nothing well he didn't realize there was other yeah. stuff basically <laughs> the, out the there TED in the talk, world the TED yeah, talk yeah, that he gives where yeah. it's so far it's such a good line where he's like he talks about chasing Amy like in yeah. the, such a loving way and people you can hear people kind of being like or like yeah, it's pretty good. sitting back yeah. and being like this is okay. this is the film that you know because yeah. we live in an era of moonlight and like a bunch of you know yeah. um, and he's all right he's like 29 years old so there yeah. would have been lots of stuff and so he's like well, uh, not lots of stuff but yeah he's like you have stuff. to understand this I didn't think I didn't know there were any other gay movies <laughs> he found it because of his love of Ben Affleck yeah that was so it. that was yeah. the funny thing is that he didn't seek yeah. out it as a gay movie or as like he sorted out because he was like oh Ben Affleck's in this movie I want to watch that I wonder what he thinks of Batfleck if that's the case, because if he loves Kevin Smith and and Ben Affleck, mm. I mean, he obviously has like some interesting comic books, I guess. In that yeah. case, yeah, they kind of go hand in hand. It yeah. doesn't matter. Um, should we break down uh, the 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 kind of synopsis? I we've talked around it, but should we break down like what the film kind of tackles in that like kind of part one, part two way? Yeah, we should. Yeah. I did just want to mention yeah. the the oh, look. We'll get into it, I suppose, when we reach that point in the mm. film. But I did like the. The sort of midpoint, the the kissing scene, mm. the rain scene. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Where like Ben talks about his feelings. I liked it. I know that's <laughs> gonna be divisive, but I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's it's a uh, it's the third of the Jersey trilogy. So yep. it is uh, it's set. It's actually set in New, in York, New York this time, right? So but it's about the, kids from Jersey. The and there are some yeah, good little are. Easter eggs of like, you know that girl? Oh, my God. Oh, like, so know, many. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. We should do a little tally yeah, after this. It's about Holden uh, and his friend Banky who are uh, comic book uh, illustrators, artists, writers, illustrators, artists, writers yeah. creators. Um, They're writing the Blunt Man and Chronic. Yes, comic book um, series, which is based on the likeness of Jay and Silent Bob. Yeah, which ties them into the film later in the piece. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, it's it's basically Affleck's character Holden meets Alyssa, um, who is another kind of comic book writer. Mm-hmm. She writes and some more arty sort of... Yeah, fringe stuff. Fringe yeah. novel, yeah, yeah. And um, they hit it off. They start. They become friends. He finds out in a um, like a bar scene that he thought that they were going to become, uh, you know, they were going to hook up or become mm. a couple. And then he realizes, yeah. oh, no, she's she's gay yep. um, because she kisses a woman. And that kind of breaks his world in a way because he realizes pretty quickly that he's formed a friendship with this woman who he feels like could be something more. And so yep. then that's the first act of the film. Essentially, mm. the first part is like him chasing putting, Amy. Him chasing away. Amy. Um, and putting off his work a little bit and, you know, yep. the relationship with Banky, who yep. is played by... Um, Jason Lee. Jason Lee Returns. from Morats. Yeah. That gets stretched. Um, yep. It ends, you know, kind of at the midpoint in this rain scene where, you know, um, Affleck um, kind of confesses his feelings and Amy, you know... Um, oh, sorry, Alyssa. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. It, it kind of explains how this is such a... Like, she has a go at him for being so vulnerable and being so um, put, being so unfair to put her in a position which is basically like, hey, why don't you just change teams? Like, and she's yeah. like, it's not – that's not what this is. Like that you can't just ask me that without yeah, expecting yeah, yeah. my whole world to crumble. Yeah. And um, that's why I think the film is in part about Holden and his own his own relationship to like, like his own realisation that he's not as – progressive as he thought mm. because much like the audience I think is being is being made to kind of believe this myth and that's I think mm. some of the divisiveness comes in 
Holden's character believes it as well. Holden yep. is like, I could change, I could be that guy for her. I could yep. be the guy to, to get her over on, you know, to, to be with me. Yeah. Um, and I think that kind of like that attitude then, then is the whole point of the second act wherein, um, he learns that she has a more, um, experienced, more kind of experimentary past than he thought. She's been with other guys before. Yep. Uh, she's far more experienced sexually than he is. And that just kind of whittles his ego down to mm. a point where they have to kind of break up because he can't deal with it. And he goes through all these different methods of trying to, to get them together yeah. or like make it work. But none of it is actually, um, none of it is actually what's needed. It's all, it's all, it's all mis, um, informed and yep. poorly executed. So yep. they can't be together. But it ends exactly. on a slightly happier note because he's obviously realized the error of his ways and she has learned more about herself, I think, because, yeah. you know. I it's interesting. They're, yeah. they're, they've grown. It's like they can't be together anymore. And I thought that was a great ending. Didn't think it was mm. going to go that way. Yeah. But, yeah, they, he definitely grows and learns a little, a little something at the end, which is neat. Yeah. I was just looking for uh, a quote from that video that I think defines – because – the film never the film never defines Alyssa as a bisexual, which I think now yep. from with hindsight and with that term kind of more widely used, I think that's the film was trying to perpetuate that this 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 woman, as much as she is more sexually active and more sexually free and more kind of um progressive as as the characters in the in the in, like Holden and whatnot in the film she's I think she's expanding her own understanding of herself as well mm. she's she she goes into the film defining herself um, as a lesbian and and I think at the end of the film has, has come to understand that she is very much – her sexuality is very much more fluid than what mm. she thought. But I think it's fair enough that in the film, the film depicts her life as, you know, being defined by her friends, being mm-hmm. defined by the people around her is like saying that I'm a lesbian is just easier. Mm. Like, you know what I mean? It's the, 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 the term bisexual back then was probably – less known and 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 I think there's a great um it's a great quote from the publication the Mary Sue. Oh where, yeah, Princess um, Weeks. Princess Weeks. Yeah, she says um I was very prepared to be like okay, this is going to be a problem when she yeah. went into watching the film and she goes on to say which is why it was very jarring when I found myself deeply relating to Alyssa Jones. Looking mm. at Alyssa from a bisexual perspective, she hits on a lot of things that bisexual women still have to deal with when navigating partners. I understand, especially in the 90s, why a woman who mostly finds herself dating women and never really finds herself being attracted to dudes as often uh, as, as often would be like, I'm just going to call myself a lesbian, that's easier, and people understand what that means. Mm. Um, which I think is a good way to define Alyssa as a character. But I think yep. the problem that the 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 fire that was started from this film was like, oh, Smith is saying that, you know, if you look like and act like Affleck, you know, you can, you, you can, can turn someone, you can turn basically. someone, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. which I don't think is is what it's trying to say. I think it's far more it's far more um, aggressively trying to deconstruct Holden's wrongs, um, in a in you in, in you know in that self reflective way that Kevin does. He's putting he's putting dumb, arrogant, um, ignorant characters on the screen. I think that mm. is tough to watch sometimes, much like mm. Leone did. Yeah. Um, but I actually, this made me, I think this film is his best example of that where, because I, I, like Affleck gets his comeuppance, like he gets consequences for his ignorant mm. uh, actions as he, and his ignorant decisions, whereas in Clerks, it's much less so. 
You know, yeah. like you could argue that the main character in that film is is far, is similarly like you know he has all the trouble with the, his girlfriend and her sexual past, mm. but there's that's never really. I guess they they kind of break they up. They kind of break up, and in yeah. an alternate cut, he dies. What? Do you remember that? You didn't see this? Didn't no. Oh uh, yeah, I wanted to bring it up during that recording, obviously, but I forgot. Yeah, the original cut of that film has a robber come in and, and kill Dante. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. So I think Kevin. I think I think this is his best example of putting those characters under trial and yeah. like showcasing mm. that they're flawed that they're flawed yeah. yeah 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 i think i think i think he's spot on yeah and i think yeah look double disclaimer as well I, I should have mentioned this when i did the first disclaimer but yes yeah we are two dudes who are straight uh, <laughs> we also haven't really dated that much as well so we're like triple inexperienced <laughs> in this whole realm um but uh, so yeah and we're doing our best we've done some research that's all we can really do here uh <laughs> Um, oh, God. <laughs> uh, another quote from Princess we're Peach. Now for work. <laughs> we're also freaks. Um, uh, no, that's fair. That's very. That's very true. Alyssa Jones's or Alyssa Jones's story is in many ways a perfect encapsulation of biophobia in both straight and queer communities. And while I think Kevin Smith is a good and thoughtful writer when he tries, I think it is mostly by accident. And I think that is true. Mm. And I think that's self-admitted by. Kevin himself. Kevin himself. He's yeah. like, I didn't do my research. I, I you know, I'm not going to apologize for my own ignorance. No, just, yeah, we're all operating. I, I didn't even know like black people existed until I was like 18 or something like that. And that, that brings you know, it back like, into the jerseyness up. of it yeah, all, like yeah. the Jersey trilogy, where it's like he 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 came from that limited perspective of being a very living in a bubble. As much yeah. as he came from like a poor background, like in terms of like finances and and um, that kind of thing, he yeah yeah he fully admits that he's like he and those characters that he's writing about came from. Mm a world where they didn't know, they didn't have any diversity really. Yeah. And they didn't know about sexual diversity. They didn't there wasn't know about, the language you know. for it. I mean, there were, there were hardly movies about, there were, there were hardly movies about LG, you know, um, homosexual people, let alone, yeah, bisexual people. Mm. At then yeah. it was, yeah, it's, there's the stereotype of it being like, you know, are they just undecisive or mm. they're, they're promiscuous. They haven't figured it out yet. Anything mm. like that. And that's, mm. that's changed a lot in the last couple of years. Yeah. Um, someone talks about, here we go. There's another, there's another little Princess Weeks quote because mm. she's so very thoughtful on this stuff and it's mm. good. Um, a lot of people view bisexuality as a split 50-50 attraction and there are a lot of dated definitions about bisexuality that I don't think quite cut it. But from most bisexual women I speak to, their attraction isn't to gender. It is to people. Mm. Um, and yeah, that I mean, just reading this stuff really opened my eyes to a lot of things. But I have a, I have a couple of bisexual friends and yeah, they talk about how being bisexual is like a frustrating thing in a lot of ways because – you don't get to choose who you get attracted to. Mm. And it's not like you can go, well, um, either one works so I can just date this person and I'll probably get married to them and that'll be fine and dandy. It's mm. like their attraction is a bit more fluid to who, to who they have basically. Um, so, yeah, this movie probably didn't mean to open up all this stuff <laughs> but did. And that's why it's still fun to talk about, what is it, like 20, 30 years on almost? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I think it's good to that you pointed out, like, we're operating from a yeah. pretty limited perspective. But yeah. I think watching a film like this, I think it can be jarring for people because it is about ignorant characters. Yeah. But the thing I like about it is that it's bold and it's honest from an ignorant perspective, like from Kevin's own ignorant perspective. And the reason he made it was to showcase that he was wrong, like he yeah. stuffed up. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And so I think at least at least it's doing that. At least mm. it's not like, you know, it's not like a hijinksy comedy where it's like these guys are just getting away with this dumb stuff. It's like yeah, he's showcasing that they're 
blindsided by certain, like that, you know, um, he, he, Kevin goes, Kevin says like when talking about kind of, um, writing himself into, uh, into the story, um, from Holden's perspective, he says, it's no secret that the origins of Amy resided in my then relationship with the woman who brought Alyssa Jones to life. Mm. Granted, Joey wasn't gay. Uh, that's the actress. Joey yep. wasn't gay. And I, and I'd never fallen in love with a lesbian, but the movie did grow out of my initial reaction to Joey's past. Uh, and the day that I saw disbelief, outrage and hurt reflected in the eyes of the woman that I loved as she realized that I was insisting that she apologize for her life up until the moment that we met. Well, that was the day it struck me that I wasn't quite as liberal as I fancied myself. Mm. And that's exact. that's precisely what happens to Holden. And I think mm. it's so cool that Silent Bob, obviously played by Kevin, is the one to kind of, you think going into that third act, oh, Silent Bob saved the day. Mm. He's told him exactly what he needs to do. Yep. But like like a lot of people, you know, um, Affleck isn't ready for like he he goes the wrong. He he thinks okay, I'll I'll go I'll go the opposite direction. Yeah, and offer up this offer of you know the smorgasbord of sex. Yeah, and, and promiscuity. You know, if 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 Alyssa's into this in the past, she'd still be into it now. And like he says to her, it's like, what do you mean? Well, you've done this stuff before. It's nothing. You yeah. Know? yeah, and that's completely wrong in terms of you know, like Silent Bob says, it's like she she's not looking for that stuff anymore. She's yep. looking for something more you know yeah she's yeah for him, but he's it's not. like he's blind to uh, i mean they, they have it worked out basically and he's hmm. blind to the fact that he hasn't worked out with her but yeah he gets caught up on this movie it was it was funny because I, I was watching this and i was like this reminds me of something and i couldn't figure out what and then hmm. i realized it, it hit me this came out like two years before eyes wide shut mm. um uh, have you seen eyes wide shut nope. yet it's a kubrick uh, film right it's the it's the last kubrick film yeah yeah but do you know anything about it i know that there's a crazy orgy scene in it yeah, okay. That's all I wanted to say. No, <laughs> That's no, 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 no. The whole film. No, the, the, the sort of thing that kicks off this um, Dark Knight of the Soul, which is the entire movie, is uh, he finds out, um, Tom Cruise finds out his wife, played by Nicole Kidman, um, I think they were married at the time as well, uh, he finds out that she was sexually attracted to another man while they were married at some point. She sort of has this mm. admission that, oh, yeah, there was one this one time on holiday. She's trying to get under his skin, basically, and she's like, there's this one time on holiday. So this guy really wanted to bone him. Um, how does that make you feel? And he feels, you know, em- emaciated or whatever. Um, and the entire film is him just unable to get this picture of her having sex with another dude out of his head. Mm. And I was like, oh, wow. Kevin Smith got there before Kubrick. <laughs> <laughs> he walked so Kubrick could run. yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, it was just it was just interesting that because like at first I was like I cannot get on, um, Affleck's side or you know um, Holden's side. Yes, yeah, and he can't because like, for me personally I'd be like oh whatever. It was before I I met you. It doesn't it's, it's a completely different thing. Yeah. Um. So I couldn't get on his side, but then I realized like ah oh, but I I could get on like I I could it, it this the script or the story or whatever was missing something to make me really connect with it, but. Mm. Once I realized that this had been done in a different, a very different movie, I was like, oh, yeah, true. This this type of character and this kind of crisis he's having could work for me, I guess. I could, mm. re- like, not relate to him but understand him, Yeah, I suppose. Um, so, yeah. See, I, I come from a different perspective where I very quickly was like, ah, oh, this guy, I don't like – like, he's he's such a loser. Like, he, why, why can't he get over this? Shave, you asshole. <laughs> I mean, hundred <laughs> um, percent. He's got the Dante beard on, which I'm not not knocking either of them for that mm. that particular mustache. But. Yeah, no, but I I was like, I didn't relate to him, but I was also like, well, I'm just wired in a different way. Yeah, and I like again, I I appreciate what the film is trying to do, which is showcasing how this kind of a perspective perspective is limited and wrong, yeah. and therefore should be tested and should be put under the microscope to kind of showcase that, because he doesn't he doesn't he he doesn't. Um, 
win. He doesn't get, you know, the girl, like so many movies are kind of based around that, that yeah. as like an idea of victory. Mm. But not only that, but he actually, it's one of the, one of the better apologies that I've seen in a film in terms of like a year later, mm. like his, his gesture of like love and his gesture of apology is very much not motivated by like, hey, let's get back together. It's not yeah. like a hey, I'm still, I still want to. I've changed. Well, I still, you, you know, can, can you? I want to win out of this. Yeah. He's, he's he puts the comic in front of her. Yeah. It's it's a beautifully like you know. Um, I love that it's black and white as well. I love that it doesn't have the coloring by. Frankie's oh yeah, character. I like, it's just, had not even it's clocked black that. and white. It's it's. No, I'm that's sorry, genius. that's it. Uh, well, it's, it's bare bone, but that's I. And he and he says that's you know, smart. and he yeah. walks away, and it's like it's not motivated by any any mm. any kind of. Uh, I want to get something out of this. It's motivated by I fucked up and I need to say sorry and that's it. Yeah. So I loved that. Yeah. And I think Smith is good with that stuff. Oh, he's getting better as these films have gotten yeah. on. Like it's it's that felt that felt earned and that felt like a good moment. The relationship is, I mean, uh, if you have problems with it, whatever. But it's it's clearly a massive leap from the re- the relationships in Mallrats. Yeah. Which is usually. like even I would say even in Clerks, to be honest. Like I was, oh, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a lot more similar to Clerks, but yeah, it's definitely matured a lot. Yeah, mm. for sure. So yeah, it mishandles things. It didn't intend to really. I don't know, get into it. He sort of just stumbled into it basically, mm. but you know, yeah, whatever. Um, it shouldn't come as any surprise that he kind of made this for his brother. You hear about that? He was basically talking to his brother who is, who had come out at that point. No way. I didn't, I didn't see that. Yeah. It, um, I have, the, I have the quote right here. Uh, it's a quote heavy episode. It, it is a quote heavy episode. Cause we're not we, smart enough to work out what we want to, to mem- say. To memorize shit. <laughs> Yeah, you get what you paid for, and this is free. Yeah, f- yeah, yeah, pig. Um, me realizing I could be a filmmaker was to me what coming out was to my brother. Do you remember that? Oh yeah, That's yeah, right. yeah, 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 yeah. All right, I remember that. Did you switch to decaf today? Head in the game, Matt. <laughs> Come on. Um, he wanted to make. Okay, here we go. So yeah, uh, he wanted to make a movie that would appeal to his um, brother Donald. That's his name. Mm. Uh, I remember asking him, "What about movies? Like when you go to the movies, it's always some guy falling in love with some girl." says Smith. My brother said, well, I can identify with love, obviously, but yeah, it, it can be alienating when you don't see yourself or anything about your world up on the screen. For my brother, I would always try to throw in some gay content. So chasing Amy has a lot to do with my brother. Now, obviously, it's about a, a straight man, a, a straight man uh, yeah. who's turning a lesbian into a yeah. straight woman. Um, but there you go. I mean, it is different seeing a lot more LGBTQI plus uh, characters in this thing mm. especially hooper x i enjoyed him i enjoyed that character. uh the um he's the militant comic yes, book writer yeah, yeah. who like who who um who's encouraged by his publicist basically to make um to make a scene at his his um signings yeah and stuff to like, like politicize uh yeah. all of his kind of signings because it, it moves you know, books basically yeah yeah and there's the there's the obligatory uh star wars kind of monologue that has been in all of these films that he kind of takes yeah, over yeah, in that yeah. hall h kind of scene i thought that was that a Comic-Con. great one yeah, yeah this time so yeah like he with all these films well. like with all these movies in, in this trilogy there's always uh similar to like quentin tarantino they have like dialogue that um, that bores into things that are completely unrelated to the story, but mm. perfectly, perfectly um, colorize the characters. Yeah, for perfectly world building and perfectly character yeah. assigning, like character um, 
yeah, coloring and yeah. Yeah. And I thought, I mean, this, this thing did a much better job of, um, highlighting the whole comic book world thing as well. Mm. In, in Mallrats, it was just a comic book store and a line and there was Stan Lee, obviously, but yeah, yeah, for yeah. me, it just didn't work. But in this one, it's like, you see the artists that go into it, like just yep. learning that there's a, an illustrator yep. and then like someone who does the inking and a stuff tracer. like that. A tracer. A tracer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I thought that was really cool. Seeing the convention, seeing all that kind of stuff, seeing the debates about Archie and all that kind of stuff. I thought yep. it was great. Um, I want to mention as well, um, I'll get the name up, I think, because I always forget the name of the actor. But we we didn't mention uh, last week in um, uh, the Mallrats episode that Ethan... Ethan Suplee. Ethan Suplee, ah, yeah, which yeah, I think yeah, is yeah, hilarious yeah, because yeah. he and obviously Jason Lee went on to do yeah. My Name is Earl. It is cute. Too. Which I was like, is, isn't that... That's such a strange coincidence because yeah. like with yeah. the people who cast My Name is Earl, because they're, they're the two main characters in that right? well i don't like know i don't know who produ- it could have been like i don't know maybe how something maybe pivotal some jason lee there. was because jason lee could have been one of the creators i'm not too sure I don't yeah know right either. yeah and he, he could have been like knew. oh ethan's the guy yeah, yeah we became yeah, yeah. good friends and we had yes. a good rapport and yes that's I'm probably actually not too sure that's probably but it is accurate. great it's it's cute seeing them again yeah, yeah. and have you seen ethan suplee recently i mean isn't he like a man mountain now like he's like a he's like jack it's like a wrecking ball yeah yeah, he can, yeah, he can destroy us yeah <laughs> You get to kill us. You make me nervous. <laughs> no, yeah, he's completely his his he's completely um well, lost and gained a bunch of weight basically, but it's yeah. muscle, basically. And uh, also so in crazy. this in in uh um in Chasing Amy we have obviously the the Brian O'Halloran cameo as, yep. as Jim Hicks. The oh actually, yeah, this one. is a good bit. How many cameos did you notice? So that's, I noticed that's him, two. I noticed Ethan, yeah, Brian. I noticed Matt Damon behind his shoulder. Matt Damon, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I noticed This is a, um, this is right before um Goodwill Hunting as well. Literally same year. Yeah. Yeah. And Kevin also, Smith was a producer on that too. Ex- executive producer executive on that. Producer. And, and Ben Ben Affleck. So I was doing some research last night and I realized that um Kevin and Ben kind of had a bit of a somewhat break up in their friendship from oh. about 2006 onwards until about 2019. Oh, yeah. So no, no, they made, so they made about six or seven films together. Yeah. These being the first three. Yep. And then they, Dogma. Sorry. Yeah. Um, Clerks, uh, sorry, Mallrats, uh, Chasing Amy, Dogma, they met, and then he was in Clerks 2 and he was in yep. a, a couple others. Jane Silent Bob Strike Back. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then in 2006, they started to fall apart. I think from what I was reading, who knows if it's true or anything, but, um, he started, Ben Affleck started dating someone who didn't like Kevin very much. And I think Kevin then spoke out of school. Jennifer Lopez. Uh, no. Uh, oh, it wasn't Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> no. Oh, okay. Um, huh. it was someone else who he dated, uh, in, in the interim or whatever. Yeah, but, it doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, Kevin, like someone tweeted in 2018, like, I wonder what, I really, sometimes I wonder why Ben Affleck and Kevin Smith don't talk anymore. Hmm. And Kevin Smith like re- retweeted it and responded and said, I think it's because one of us has a big mouth and spoke too many times without the other one's permission about certain things, blah, blah, blah. And he goes, and then the other one is Ben. So like basically yeah. being like yeah. I was the one to like perpetuate our kind of um, split, yep. and um, but now uh, the internet is very happy to see that um, they're back together in terms of like they're both friends. I think um, it was uh, said in an interview with Ben Affleck in 2018. Would you would you ever like be in another Kevin Smith movie? And he said, Oh, I, I know that he's making Jay and Silent Bob reboot. I'd totally I'd be happy to be in that kind of thing. Mm. Um, because Kevin came to his aid when people started to react badly to Ben Affleck as Batman. Ah. And Kevin Smith was like, he's no, going to no, no. be amazing. He's perfectly cast, born to play. I do Bob. remember so that. So he went yeah. to bat for him there, which I think probably again, yeah. this is all this is all just bullshit. I read on some you know TMZ page or whatever the hell it was. That was my other exploration into the internet. 
Um, and it's so, all good stuff, though. This is good y- slot. Yeah, and so, yeah. so <laughs> good slot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, them's the good eats. Um, yeah. and so yeah, so I think they started to like slowly mend things, and then pretty um, yep. apparently, um, I don't know if I've got it here, but apparently, basically, Kevin Smith uh, texted Ben and was like. Uh, it's like it's 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 like an old biblical or old like uh, uh, comic book story where like the king gazed at his throne room and the jewels didn't sparkle anymore and the throne room looked bare and blah 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 and he, and and the king starts to pine for the days where he's making make him making make him ups with his old friends yeah. on a film set kind of thing and uh, Ben Affleck texts it back and was like so you think you're, you're still comparing yourself to a king <laughs> like yeah all right but anyway so he then went and did his. Uh, um, Jay and Silent Bob's uh, like the, the the movie, and also yeah. them doing their hands in front of the Chinese theater, like in in the, oh cool, you know. So he did. He made a really nice speech about it, and Affleck is very much like he, this guy started my career kind yep. of thing. Like, so I think yeah. they're all they're all good now. That's great um, to hear. That's great. And oddly, uh, oddly echoes the relationship between Banky, played by Jason yeah. and Holden, played yeah. by Ben Affleck yeah. in this movie. Yeah. Um, uh, the they, other, the they other, go away. They come back. They come back. It's a nice moment as well. The other, yeah, the, the other ending's cameo, nice. I'll say that much. The yeah. ending is pretty nice. I thought the other cameo I saw was Casey Affleck, young Casey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Controversy noted. What did you notice? Scott Mosier, he's there as well with Casey. Um, Scott Mosier being the producer. Was so, he the one being like, "You're a tracer, man. You're a tracer, yeah, yeah, man." Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he is, he's always cameoing here and there. Mm. But um, here he is again. Mm. Um, and they're also Kevin and Scott also back in the editing seat as well. Scott took a four-hour Avid course and learned how to use Avid, and they um, just put this thing together within like nine days or something. Nine like that. days, yeah, that's uh, nuts. God damn! Because that would that oh be that would God. be all kinds of that would be sound mixing, I'm guessing, and all kinds. No, of, it, would just, just be, just it would just be it would just be picture, picture cut. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, picture it. Because that's I mean, you wouldn't then, you wouldn't mix in Avid so quick. Oh God, yeah. They said they yeah. had ten days, and they're like, "Well, we'll do it in nine. Do it in nine then. It's yeah, insane." Um, I didn't think it was interesting because he, he was that was the thing he was most critical of um, at the time when he did that interview was um, his editing. It was like, yeah, if I could do it again, I would, I would have done a longer pass. Mm-hmm. The ending especially needed a longer pass. Mm. Um, yeah, and I thought, I don't know, it, it, like I don't know, uh, I didn't I didn't mind the editing. I, there was a, there was a few bits. There was a few bits. Like, I mean, it's just more clear in Mallrats, basically. It's, it's, oh yeah, his, his, Mallrats his problems are so much are so bigger. Much yeah, yeah. I didn't, like, I didn't notice it. I thought this was, yeah. I thought this was fine. Like, well, well, yeah. well, reasonably shot. Like, there wasn't, there wasn't like, you know, comedy coming out of the cuts or anything like that. Mm. Basically, the comedy just came out of the performances and the dialogue. Mm. Um, his his main shooting style here, which which worked, was just like set up camera go. Very stagnant. Wide shot, let's yeah. do it. Bada you could, bing, bada you could criticize it for being very, very stagnant, very like kind of as I fix my headphones. You could criticize it for being very like um, simple, but yeah. I think that's because he is a writer first probably more than a director, I would argue, because he, yeah. he likes to just have the have has the he, script. Has he written anything though? Like that's been directed by someone else? Oh. Um, I know I should have – research this that's a great question i don't know yeah i I know he has like written spec scripts i just don't know if they've been shot Mm. anything like that um so it'd be interesting to hear to find out and i'm ready okay uh i don't know oh (laughs) it's It's hard to tell. It's hard to tell yeah, on. It's yeah, hard yeah, to tell yeah, on uh, yeah, IMDb because it just says. Yeah, I don't know. Well, that's all the cameos as well we mentioned. Did you notice all the clerks references? What did you pick up on? Picked up on the main one was just in that scene where Holden is kind of seeing uh, Alyssa for the second time. I think in the bar before she sings, where she's like, yep. 
I knew she was best friends with the girl who uh, slept with the dead guy at the clerk store at yep. the quick stop. Uh-huh. And he's like, you know that girl? Oh, yeah, before she was committed. So she's literally that girl just like went, <laughs> Her to, life an, is over. went to an asylum. God, um, so bleak. And then the other one where like literally that right after she says that she also went to a funeral of the girl who was swimming in the pool who yep. died. And so that's the mole rats one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We also see the quick stop. It's all connected. It's all connected in this, this universe. Mm. Um, we also see the quick stop briefly in a, in a little cutaway. Mm. Um, in oh, one yeah, scene, with the guy. Yeah. yeah talk. That was one of the weirder shot scenes because it was so different to the rest of it where it was from the perspective of – Banky or whatever. Yeah, it's a POV shot. It felt very much like a Spike Lee shot. Yes. Especially because it's playing hip hop music and it's so punchy. And and it's like like, kind of going in and going, like it's very very dynamic compared to the rest of the. Which blew me away because then I was like, this feels like do the right thing. I wonder when that came out. That was Mm. 1989. Wow. I was like, fuck, really? Damn. Ahead Mm. of its time. Um, So yeah, the YMCA pool, we see the quick stop. Um, I think it's Banky who mentions having sex with Brandy Svenning, which is one of the main characters. From Mulrats, oh. daughter of the bald guy. Oh, really? Yeah, Svenning. Yeah, okay. Brandy Svenning. Interesting. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. So she made it with him. Good for her. <laughs> Good um, for her. Because, I mean, she would have had, had, had to divorce. Does that mean the Jaws wedding Didn't fell apart? last long. Um, well, it could have been before that, though, actually. could have been before could've that. Been. Could have been Banky just talking shit as well. Yeah. could. Yeah, that, that's also true. Um, yeah. The, what was I going to say? Oh. Yeah. There's something I wanted to say. Mm. Shut up for a second. <laughs> um, this film, did you watch the credits to this movie? Oof. As in the opening credits? Did you, no, the finishing credits. No. Okay, so well, like like with Clerks, maybe with Mallrats, I actually didn't watch the credits in Mallrats. He sort of has a, a long list of um, apologies and it sort of highlights, again, how self-referential he is because um, one of the credits, you know, he's, he's thanking everyone, saying, thanks for this, thanks for that. Um he also says to to all the critics who didn't like mole rats, all is forgiven, <laughs> is his <laughs> one quote. But then it's interesting because at one point, um, Holden, I think he's talking to Alyssa. It, it makes sense that, that he would be. He says something to the effect of, yeah, I'd like to do something more personal like our first book. Mm-hmm. And that seems like a complete reference to the movie they're in right now, where it's mm-hmm. like Clerks being the, you know, if we think of the three movies he's made and as books, Clerks being the first book, that was the one that the critics loved, and Mallrats being this like commercial thing that didn't land, mm. and then Chasing Amy being sort of a return to form. Mm. So, yeah, very self-referential. Mm. Yeah, he talks about doing Chasing Amy as people being like, oh, he's smart again. Yeah. Like, he's- th- this film also just benefits from the fact that it's the third film, you know, where it's like uh, the second film, it's like, so this is a shared universe with shared characters and stuff like that. Uh, okay, okay, but so tonally it's... The third film feels like the pattern is like it's yeah. already been established. And tonally, yeah. tonally it's so different. Whereas this one, it, it just, it feels like it should have been the second film, mm. you know? And like, it, it is one of those things where it's like, if they'd just rearranged it, then who knows how good Mallrats could have been mm. as a third film. I think that would have crashed even harder. Oh, because uh, it would have been, yeah. If you'd been gone two up. and two, like one and two with the... the similar tone, similar kind of similar low budget, budgets. and then you'd gone yeah. bang with a big studio comedy that, I mean, let's face it, if it, the same film came out, I think it would have, I think it would just fall even, it would have an even greater cliff to fall, fall off. Yeah, yeah. They build you up just so they can knock you down. Yeah. In, in in his way of saying it, it is very much like the redemption arc where it's like, ah, oh, this young kid's good, he's hot, let's yeah. get him. And <laughs> then, oh, up. he's failed, oh no, will he ever get back up off the canvas? And then, oh, he's up and again, like, you know, that's the Jim Jacks would have been there for him though. He would have been there like, it's okay. Jim Jacks. Okay. <laughs> Jim Jacks sounds like 
a That's the producer, dis- right? I know, but James Jack. When you said it, I forgot who it was, and I thought I was like Jim Jack. That- it sounds like a cereal. It sounds like a discontinued cereal from the eighties <laughs> that like killed a couple children with like its metallic toys that were hidden in there or something. Hey, get your get your hands out of Jimmy lost, Jack's kids. It lost like a massive like massive negligence lawsuit, negligence yeah. case. Yeah, class action lawsuit where it's like <laughs> we put rust in the yeah. cereal box. <laughs> well, that's the end of me. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm done. Uh, uh yeah. <laughs> That's 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 pretty much all I gotta say. That's all you gotta say. Pretty much. You pig. We can cut that if we want to say more. We're here for two hours. <laughs> no, um, joke. No, this that's pretty much it. Because like the the plot. I mean, you highlighted it pretty perfectly. There's not too much to bore into. I mean, I was. But, but there's certain scenes I want to talk about. Though. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's certain scenes I really want to get into. Yeah. Um. Before I do, um. Slight showgirls reference. Did you did you pick up on that? Slight showgirls reference. A little bit of a showgirls reference. You haven't seen Showgirls, so I no. don't know why I am. Um, What's uh, Kevin? Kevin talks about being um, wanting to be a dancer. Sorry, not Kevin. Um, Silent Bob. In his monologue to Affleck, he he talks about wanting to be a, he he wanted to be a dancer at in Vegas, and he does the Showgirls move. It's oh. a very specific dance move. Okay. Um, so I was like, oh, that's neat. That's a movie that came out just recently and bombed real hard. <laughs> um, but also has been reevaluated just, just recently. Just recently in the 90s, you mean? Like it came out in like – came out like – it was like – it was Paul Verhoeven's follow-up to Basic Instinct and he was like, sweet sex cells, oh. more sex, more boobies. Right. Uh, more nakedness, more violence. Right. Um, so Paul Esterhatz or whatever, the same, the same screenwriter as well. But, okay. uh uh, it, it, it was bombed, ruined the main actress's career, which is really, really sad. Whoa. Um, she was from Saved by the Bell. No way. One of the, one of the leads from that. She was in this. I actually forget her name, so I, you know. But anyway, um, it bombed pretty hard, got lauded. And like Paula's apologized it for a few times because a lot of the criticism went to her where I was like, man, her performance was so bad and that it like – it it like ruined an already bad film. Oh man, I really want to see this. But film then now. Paul's like, "Yeah, look, it, uh, all that criticism should be directed at me because I told her to do that, and she oh, did exactly damn. what I told like her to she do. Was a really, yeah, she was so good at doing, um, you know, this thing which I was mm. telling her to do. Um, mm. But yeah, just recently it's sort of being reevaluated. There's a whole bunch of books and uh, even a movie about it. Wow. Yeah, similar to similar to Chasing Chasing Amy. It's like it's got its own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Little... Like essay film. Have you seen it? I have. I liked it a lot. Made me want to watch Showgirls. No. Oh yeah. wait. Oh, I meant. Have you seen Showgirls? Oh, have I, oh, I seen Showgirls. No. Oh, no. 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 Okay. No. I haven't. Yeah. I've right. seen. Uh, I've seen like bits of. Well, I've seen the documentaries. I've seen most of it. I know. Maybe there's a show it. trilogy we could do. It is in. A, it's in a trilogy. Yeah. Yeah. It's is called it the, the Trilogy of Camp. Oh. It's what's the it's three separate directors. Uh, one of them's a John Waters film. Yep. Uh, I think Valley of the Dolls is the other one. Okay. I can't quite remember. But yeah, it's 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 in there. We'll we we'll look into it one day. Sweet. I was thinking more like show. Like, oh, I like, should have uh, said. I should have said someday. <laughs> Throwback to episode three or five. I don't know. Um, I was thinking, I was, three or five. I don't know. I was man. thinking. Uh, I was thinking. No, like show. There was a movie that I never saw, but it was always on my like on our family like DVD wall called Showtime, and it was <laughs> it had Robert De Niro and Eddie Murphy on the front as like oh. buddy cop movie. Oh wow! Yeah, cool. Young De Niro. And as you well, never like, watched it? No. Um. I like the midpoint of this film where Ben Affleck reveals to Holden reveals to Alyssa that he loves her. Mm. Um, it's flawed because obviously it sort of uh, 
inadvertently supports the myth that yes, you can you can convert uh, a lesbian woman to being straight if you're Ben Affleck. Um, but I like it because of well, number one, it's nice and it's 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 you know it's got the rain and everything. It's very emotional. The acting's very spot on, especially from. Uh, Joey does a really phenomenal job. I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, says it's like it's mostly the voice. It's that like really like yeah, it's like um, like a very interesting quality. Yes, um, it's yeah. not quite a vocal fry. It's something else. I don't know what to call it. It's almost like it's it's a very high register voice. So whenever she gets into a yell, like a like a it's uh, raspy. It's raspy. It's kind of yeah. like it reminds me of. Um, there's a woman who plays. It's in a. It's in a Jim Carrey. It's in Liar Liar. She's like oh, the. That came out this year, 1997. Oh really? Yeah, same year. She, and I think she also does the voice of the bird in Stuart Little too. <laughs> she's. <laughs> she's got like a very like. Is very, it Jennifer Tilly? Very breathy voice. Jennifer Tilly. Uh, maybe I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because she's in because this this the the yeah she's in this movie Bound, which I love. Yeah, right. It's that kind yeah. of voice that is is very. Um, it sounds like it has no foundation, so it cracks a lot, or it like, yeah. 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 I can't quite do it. It's really hard to do. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it, though. Um, yeah. She's doing a really amazing job um, elevating this scene, which is really just like, you know, a one take and just like, you know, yeah. a two shot of them doing their thing. But I really enjoy the music choice um, here because the music isn't, it doesn't swell into this nice romantic sort of number mm. it stays quite melancholy and even just a bit not, not eerie is the wrong word but sort of like off kilter in a little way i don't know how well you remember how well you remember this scene no no i remember but it. it just played into the conflict that was going on um in Alyssa's head for me mm. so when she does run back to um holden and they start kissing mm. it just i could just feel how like sort of tormented she was and how she there's a lot just a lot going on in her head yeah in my mind based off all those elements that were playing yeah. into it I liked, it worked for me because i was like ah man this is like she is she does love this person great but also yeah. ah she's turning her back on so many things yeah about her yeah this is gonna hurt yeah uh, and that makes the next one of the that's a good way scenes, to put it it's gonna yeah. hurt because she's 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 in the film it's confusing because you're like wait but isn't she wait what's happening what is kevin saying here like is is this is this yeah. gonna be a weird you know but it's like no 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 she's she has defined herself in a limited perspective, mm-hmm. like of her, her own sexuality. Yeah. This is her, this is her journey and story to like grow and figure out that she's actually more fluid than she thought. Cause she talks, she yeah. talks to Ben in the, in the bed scene, like a few scenes later where she's like, I came to this decision on my own terms, Yeah, you know, like, and so I think that's a very powerful thing to mm. have represented yeah. is that she's not this kind of like airhead ditzy kind of like, Oh no, he's just so dreamy. It's like, yeah. no, no, no. I, 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 I love you. Like I've, mm. I've realized that, you know, mm. um, I drew very harsh or very strict lines for myself because, uh, that's what I thought that I was much, mm. much like we all do when we're young, we define ourselves by pretty strict, I think, um, kind of parameters because yeah. I think we want to get to a stage where it's like, I know myself. I want to belong. Yeah, yeah. And, and then, so it's, when, it's, when there yeah. is a, when there is a push to expand, mm. it can be very scary and very confusing and very, um, painful like you said mm. it's you know it's it's but i think and it's it's especially tough when the language doesn't quite exist for you yet yeah exactly you know, being exactly. bisexual wasn't like exactly such an accepted thing back then it still isn't i guess for a lot of i mean it's sad to think that but um, it's definitely it's one of those films that it's where i mean your experience of it is very much going to be determined by your own experience and your own identity. I, I think that's yeah. probably you could say that about any yeah. film. Yeah. But specifically this one, I think that applies to very much like, you know, um, 
I quite enjoyed the arc of the story because mm. I could tell where it was aimed at. Yep. And it was aimed at guys that I know and not just to pass it off. Like it's, you know, I felt like you said, you're like, oh yeah, what would I do in this situation? Or like, like with that, with that scene in the middle in the, like you talked about, um, I quite enjoyed it because I was getting a lot of catharsis of like, this is the writing, like the way it's written for, for Holden to kind of mm. spill all of his guts mm. and, you know, wear his emotions on his sleeve. I'm like, this is the stuff that I would have, this is the stuff that I like, um, would have said to all of the crushes that I had in high school kind of thing of like, I just got to get it out. Oh, I love you. It hurts. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, this, yeah, it's yeah. that. And, you know, yeah. um, and it's, it's messy and it's confused and it's like very much like he's putting her up on this mm. pedestal. And I think that's why she says to him, like, that's so unfair. Like mm. I can't live up to what you're doing, yeah. what you're imagining me as. Um, but I was relating to that very hard as like a 15 year old who was like, I just want to confess all my love for, yeah. you know, for ladies. <laughs> 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 um, so that was satisfying to watch, but yeah. I, but it did, it did surprise me because I was like, oh, this is going to be a really powerful scene to, cause I was putting myself in his shoes of like, oh, fuck this would, this, this hurts. I've been here before, you know, and it's, you not, have? it's what a fucking loser. <laughs> I'm on, I'm batting a thousand with the ladies, pal. <laughs> um, I, I was, I was watching him walk away in the rain and being like, oh, so it's going to fade out and it's going to, the rest of the movie is going to be about what? I don't know. But then obviously. Yeah. I was surprised when she ran back and they kissed and I was like, oh, and I felt myself, oh, no, what's, yeah. what, is, what are you saying It's there, conflicting. Kev? It's yeah. definitely conflicting. But I yeah. loved the way yeah. the rest of it was, was dealt yeah. with. And I loved, like I said, the, the scene with um, Kevin himself where he talks about filming the scene in the diner with um, Jay and um, playing Silent Bob and talking to Holden. Yeah. They, they meet him up. They meet up there to get their likeness rights, yeah. which I think that I love that Which Holden's... is the premise for the film, Jane's Silent Bob. Really? Back. No way. The entire movie's about them uh, trying them. to get their... It's them trying to stop the movie from getting made because that was oh. made at a time when like Marvel movies were becoming a thing. All no the way. Spider-Man and Hulk and all cool. that kind of crap. Cool. All those characters return. And like I've seen that movie many times. And now I'm like, sweet. Now I know all. Now I know all the pieces. Yeah, to this I see. I have This is these have been my so first. There's so many in jokes and references. These have been my first three uh, Kevin Smith movies, and I'm I'm actually yeah. kind of keen to watch the rest because I yeah. I quite enjoy his his just boldness of being like, look, this is my perspective. It's pretty limited, but I'm putting it up on screen. I'm gonna I'm gonna tear it apart. Yeah, I like that. You know, yeah, that's all we can do as writers. I think he can't. It's better than him, him trying to be more progressive. And therefore being dishonest because he doesn't mm. have those perspectives and stuff. Um, yeah. But I love – he says yeah. as Silent Bob in that scene where he's trying to steer Holden in the right direction, he's talking about his own relationship with this woman called Amy, mm. the titular Amy. Mm. Uh, he says, you know, um, when he finds out about her, you know, varied sexual history, he says, I wasn't disgusted with her. I was afraid. I felt small like I lacked experience. I would never be in, on her level. I wasn't enough for her. But what I didn't get um, – was that she didn't care. She was looking for that. She wasn't looking for that guy anymore. She was looking for me, the Bob. The Bob. Uh, the Bob. Um, <laughs> the you know, like, uh, The Bobster. I didn't need molded plastic to improve my physique. Pure Bob. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you poised your mouth to say West, West for a second. Um, but yeah, so he, 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 he does everything he can to steer Holden in the right direction. And obviously, like we've talked about, he then takes that and he's like, oh, okay. I got to embrace Alyssa's like, you know, um, sexual fluidity, her experience, her experimenting, like, you know, her kind of more, um, open, um, mindset when it comes to this stuff. And he, therefore in doing so, he pretty much just tears it all. He insults her because he shows how limited his mind is that he's like, oh, okay, you want to, 
You want to do more, you know, progressive, expansive stuff? Sure, I'm on board for that. She's like, mm. you don't get me at all. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not that person anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was a fitting ending. Yeah, I kind of liked it. I liked it a lot more than Mallrats. I'll say that much. Well, the film grew on me more than the other two did as well. It's way more of a thinker, so I like it from yeah. that. Like it's Kevin Smith at his most um, vulnerable. Yeah, and therefore I think probably his most kind of like I guess most. Um, uh, you can di- dissect it more. You can. Yep. It's more interesting. It's you know. Yeah. Like it's that. like he said. It's it's like he said. The, the Clerks is interesting because of the time it was made. Yeah. That's why you watch. You go. Oh, this is so interesting that they they could make this and get it done. I mean, mm. it could be such a big. This thing. is probably. Whereas more... this is like, if you had to choose a movie to watch, you'd be. I'd probably pick Clerks over this. This mm. one still for me personally. Mm. Um, but yeah, um, really rapid fire. Let me see. Jason Lee. He does much better. Good for him. Yeah. Or his character is very similar to this think, one. But I was like, thinking about it though, man. Like. Still some problems there. No, no, no. I was thinking some like room talk. some touching. <laughs> this will pass in time. I was thinking <laughs> you. I didn't talk about it last episode, but I thought he was really good in More Rats. I just didn't like. <laughs> <him>. <laughs> I think I think he was like he played an arrogant, annoying, ignorant character really well. I don't think he was bad in that film. I think mm-hmm. it was the character that was kind of impossible to play because he wasn't like people. And he's the thing that's weird about that film is people write about it as if he's the saving grace of it. Yeah. Which I'm like, no, he's, it's it's like Stan Lee is probably, if anything. It's probably Stan Lee. Um, but yeah. no, I thought I think you're right. He definitely is better in this, but I didn't think he was bad in, in Mallrats at all. Yeah. I yeah thought he I, was, the, maybe it was just the character was too much. But I, yeah, I, I he's, just, I thought, he's way worse in, I mean. Yeah. I think he's a lot more, he uh, handles like, the character a lot better in in this one. Yeah. Uh, and they're very similar characters. They're like identical, basically. I think even though, yeah, they all they are identical, somehow he's more egregious in Mallrats. I think because yeah. because he, he probably isn't taken to task. Like we talked yeah. about the problem with Mallrats being like, hey, come on, I know I'm flawed, but take me back anyway. And it happens. Like you're like, come on. Like, well, that's not the, that's that's where the movie is the ugly duckling of this trio where it's yeah. like that's not true to Kevin's um, ethos, yeah. you know? In the fir- in the top and tail of these films, mm. the guys are jerks and they get what's coming to them. Yeah. In More Rats, it's just a comedy, so it's like, oh, it's a happy ending kiss at the end, and they yeah, go yeah, get married yeah, and this yeah, and that. And it's yeah, like, what? A happy college, yeah. college movie ending. Yeah. Um, well, I can pretty much make out your your ranking now as well. <laughs> well, I actually don't know. I want you to go first oh. because I, I'm I'm really I think I know it, but I don't know. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, mine will probably be. Uh, more rats at the bottom, clerks at the top, and then Ooh, <laughs> chasing Amy in the middle. All right, all almost right, all right. <laughs> fucked up my ranking there. Yeah, clerks at the top. I enjoyed that one the most. I enjoyed looking into it the most. I found it the most charming, despite all its flaws and its rough edges. Yeah, rough um, edges is a good way to, to yeah. put it. I think. I think I. I think I gotta go. Oh, more rats at the top. No, uh, more <laughs> Just, rats. You know what? More at the top at um right at the bottom, um quite a quite a margin b- between them. Um, couple of steps as as people say. Uh, Morats fourth, daylight third, uh, <laughs> and uh, and then I'd say probably. No, nah, I have to. Uh, yeah, um, clerks two, chasing Amy one, chasing Amy just okay. f- being more interesting, it more thought provoking. Um, all of the films, both of the films are kind of prickly. Yep. Um, but this one, I think, is he's he's uh, executing with hey. a more with a with a more difficult subject matter. He is yeah. executing a little bit better somehow. I tell you what, since we talked, but that's about, my limited perspective. Fair enough. I think that's fair enough. I think since we've talked about how all these films 
uh, we've talked about all these films in relation to their context and how mm. Kevin talks about them. Mm. Which movie have you enjoyed the most in terms of how much Kevin has talked about it? Let me say that again. Which, <laughs> uh, which movie do you enjoy listening to Kevin talk about the most? Um, that's a great question. Um, I, I sadly haven't found a lot of him talking about this one in comparison to the other two. Mm. Uh, so maybe therefore the most I enjoyed was chasing Amy because of it. It was kind of like rare. Ah. Um, and I'm, I'm also really, really curious to see this documentary. Like I was very up, I was annoyed last night that it wasn't available yet because I really wanted to see his retrospective on it. And I wanted yeah. to see the filmmakers. Uh, obviously it's, it's kind of, pers- it's kind of, uh, um, it's got some, a lot more appropriate perspectives on the film. Yeah, exactly. Yes, hundred percent. That's well put. But also, yeah. it has that great documentary element where it turns. It's it's yeah. the filmmaker like sets out to be like this is going to be a champion of chasing Amy, yeah. and then they oh, themselves yeah. get kind of twisted and and turned around yeah. on the film throughout the process. I'm very curious to see it. Um, but I would yeah. say I really liked seeing him talk about chasing Amy. I look I liked looking into the behind the scenes of this a lot as mm. well. Um, but more rats was interesting because of its kind of the way it exploded yeah. and then clerks just because it was like the first one, like this is how we did it kind of thing. So yeah. I could relate to that, like, you know, um, yeah. very, uh, what's the word? Like just, I don't know, indie spirit of filmmaking mm. and stuff. What about you? I, yeah. That's like kind of a non-answer, but I'd say chasing Amy probably the most. I wish I could find the excerpt or the recording of it or like, or the, the transcription of it. But I like, I like the idea of him talking about more rats the most personally mm. that like that, just how it was like, so, um, <laughs> And the way he describes the studio, the way he describes the critics, the way he describes, you know, being like a, like a monkey with a machine gun. He's like, I don't want to fucking do with $6 million. Yeah. yeah All yeah. right. Let's see how we go. And then also you describe, but yeah, what I want to see is you described it. I want to see like a transcription or like a recording of him, like talking to those, those, those students right after he got the box office numbers. And he was like, don't try kids. Yeah. <laughs> I want the butter. But, it's under my face. Become a contractor. Yeah. Or yeah. yeah. <laughs> Get a real job. Yeah. Um, cool. And how do these do these films relate to one another? Is it really a Jersey trilogy? Yeah, definitely. I think just in the sense that it's all tied into the one universe. I think you could probably put all of K. Smith's movies in a box off in a box set. They'd all probably have yeah. little Easter eggs and stuff. But I think definitely, yeah, yeah, definitely. There you go. Yeah. What do you think? Um, no, <laughs> no, no. I do think so. I like. I was curious to know what his fourth film was because for a second I was like, man, these could all kind of be. All of these movies could be part of a mm. sort of a a series, um, mm. and in, in a way they are because of all the shared characters. But yeah, no, this is a this is the Jersey trilogy for sure. Because the next step up is is a complete departure from what he's done before. It's yeah, like the right. narrative is so different. I'm very the keen style to is it. so different. Dogma, right? Um, Dogma. Yeah, that's really funny. Because still I has still has shared character. Like Jane, Silent Bob. Yeah, they appear yeah. in there. Um, but the type of movie is just so different. You said shared so, characters, but I thought you said shit characters. <laughs> <laughs> in some people's eyes yes um great god yeah. these characters blew kev um it yeah. was great 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 knowing you bud if you ever hear this kev we'd, we'd love to chat oh that'd be amazing we, we would i would sell my first born child <laughs> well maybe i wouldn't do that no, my second was, born child would be a gunner though i think it was <laughs> so interesting because last trilogy yeah. we did with leone we didn't have we like i didn't watch any any, I couldn't find anything of him talking about his films. So to have a filmmaker mm-hmm. that is so actively happy to talk about his work. Yeah, he did all like the work says, for us. It was great. Yeah, and like he says, he's like, I'm I'm the biggest Kevin Smith fan, you know, and I'm like, like he's, he's oh, yeah, often you, says yeah. that. 
Wait, he says he's the biggest. Kevin. Yeah, he's like my mom's the second biggest Kevin Smith fan oh, right. behind me. You know, um, <laughs> he did his yeah. he did his current voice very well. Like, it's changed so much. It's so much raspy. Yeah, he's so much yeah. more animated now compared yeah. to like his he early is, recordings. Isn't he? Where he's it's like, like it's crazy. Oh, we, we did more rats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we did more rats. I mean, post heart attack, he has got a new lease on life. For sure, for sure. Um, <laughs> seriously, I think he yeah, would admit that as well. And he, you know, he's a lot healthier, and he's got yeah. you know a daughter that his he said that is he's making movies with, and he's you know she started to rejuvenate his his love for it, and he says he's having the kind of fun that he was when he was making these original three and and, Fantastic. and others and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But that's that's closing the book on the Jersey trilogy. Yeah, Tari, mm-hmm. what will the wheel bring us now? All right, here we are. I have the wheel up in front of me now. Before I spin this this bad boy, mm. um, uh, Matt and I do have a slight, small, small announcement to make. Um, uh, as this podcast grows, as we tick off more trilogies from the list, we realized that, uh, that <laughs> this thing is going to end one day. Uh, <laughs> so we decided uh, let's kick that can down the road a little bit. Mm. Um, as, as you know, we talk to people and as we learn things, we discover there are more trilogies out there that get added to the list. Uh, we talked about two just recently mm. and we decided, yeah, we, we, we thought about how are we going to bring this up? Otherwise this, this, the, the list is never going to get shorter. So we thought we'd do a state of the wheel, uh, let you know that we've got two new additions to the list. Maybe we'll post the list out there somewhere for people to look at. And yeah, that could be cool. And I also, know. I think we say it at the end of every trilogy, at the end of every three episodes, but I say like, what do we got there, Tari? And you're like, we got about 70 entries. It's like, do we, do we, you know, maybe we either do it now, we do some kind of like a... Um, mini episode or something like that where we go through and maybe not name all of them because we might be naming things that we don't do for like five years because, mm. you know, we do one trilogy a month and there's like, yeah. like you said, 70 entries or so. Mm. So that's a lot. Yeah. Um, but, it, you know, I mean, is it worth saying like we got, you know, some horror trilogies or some Western trilogies or some comedy? Like is it is there any way of defining it like that? Should people know what we're about to spin, like what's on offer? Uh, we, we have all kinds. Honestly, I wouldn't even know where to begin with that. Yeah, we got mm. some more Western ones. Uh, we got some comedies in there. So yeah. we got some ones that we've really sort of like, you know, stuck together with some glue and <laughs> Some spit, Bronco Bridges inspired basically. ones. Yeah, so, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, But also like lots on offer of like foreign films. Um, yeah, we films got some. which are made years ago. Like all you know, around the world. Black and yeah. white ones, new ones from, you know, Asia or Europe or yeah. what have you. And I think the, the five episodes or the five trilogies that we've covered so far um they they do a pretty good job showing the variety i think but um mm. but yeah definitely like stay tuned because we've got heaps of of this this whole podcast uh was a way for us to kind of diversify our film viewing and just you know have an output to or an outlet to um talk shit to talk shit to you hogs <laughs> um and so yeah, so so we've made sure that it is an extremely diverse wheel uh, with lots of stuff on it. Um, yep. But yeah, I think I think rather than go through it on the mic like I was suggesting, now I think definitely we should put something up online where it's like yeah, you know, Matt, do you want to talk about the trilogy you came across recently? Do you want to add that here now? Do you want to announce it? Do a big reveal? Anything like that? I forget what it was. <laughs> what was it? I remember what it was. What was it? Whisper it to me. Okay. Your one was the Jordan Peele one. Ah, yes. Uh, I remember. Um, yeah, I, uh, the Jordan Peele trilogy. I would. I don't know what you'd call it. Maybe the modern horror trilogy or something like that. Social horror. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Get Out, Us, and Nope. Nope. Yeah. I think with a lot of directors, um, the first three films always tend – well, don't always, but they sort of tend to form a – 
bit of a yeah. trilogy, which we people could do just like call a, the first three films. What's you know? Gerwig would probably have a good one. Greta Gerwig. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it would be L- Lady, Lady Bird, Bird and Little Women and Barbie. Barbie stands out. But I mean, hey, look, they're all joint in theme yeah. in, in one way or another. That's wild. She's done three films. Yeah, she was an actor for a long time. Yeah, wow. Uh, she was probably a writer for a long time too or a producer. Or what I really you. liked all three of those films actually. Haven't seen Little Women. I didn't like Lady Bird though. Actually, you know what? Haven't seen Lady Bird. Oh, you fucking liar. But I, <laughs> I enjoyed Little Women. They were they so were, little. They, <laughs> they were weren't so little girls anymore. They, they were little. Did it end on that line? They, they were little women. They were little women. Uh, no, but Barbie did weirdly. Um, <laughs> all right, spin that. No, oh, wait, what's your? What's your? What's one, your yeah. ah, come on, yeah, whatever. Pig. Um, um, hold your woman. hogs. Hold your horses. Hold your hogs. Um, oh, I my one. So you do? Oh God, I'm sorry, man. No, keep going. <laughs> I can push through. <laughs> no, don't do that. It's bad. <gasps> oh. uh, I, my trilogy was. Look, I don't have an official name for it. It's one that my brother. Pointed out to me, and I think it works. Uh, it's a Paul Verhoeven trilogy, and that is RoboCop, and that is Starship Troopers, and Total Recall. It's not in that order. It's RoboCop, Total Recall, Starship Troopers, I think. Sweet. All sort of satires in a way. Total Recall is a bit of an ugly duckling in that one, but mm. they're, they're violent, bloody. They're satires. Sweet. There's a lot going on. I really enjoy them, and I don't I don't care what you think. Awesome. Um, I'm going to review them one day, um, can unless I, I die before then. Can I – I want that to be added for sure. Can I Can I tease a little bit of a, um, a, a new segment for the next third oh. episode we do, the next okay. end of trilogy episode we oh, do? Oh, yeah, I like that. It's okay. called Matt Stats. And I'm going to bring the numbers game to this podcast where I, I'm very interested in our rankings, right? Because yeah. there's three films each time. We we can only, you know, there's limited Pretty ways easy to guess. Yeah. But I'm very curious to see whether there's any patterns emerging where it's like, do we rank the second movie last like most of the time, you know? Do we mm. rank the first movie, first, like all that kind of stuff. So I want to see how if there's any patterns emerging and i also want to see how we diverge right. in our opinions so some some matalytics basically it's called Matt stats <laughs> don't try and editorialize my segment when i first bring it to the show <laughs> you jackass maybe just workshop that one a little bit maybe just work on your anger there matt <laughs> uh, Psycho. You came at me real hot, right there. really hot. Okay, <laughs> really hot. Cool you know what? Down. I got a segment. It's called Tyree's Druthers. This is what I. <laughs> it's a drubber. A drubber. What the a, fuck's a drubber? It's like you airing out grievances. Like a dr- if I, my druthers are like you know I hate when people don't use their bi- uh, their bell on their bike or something like that. You know. I get a bit. Druther. Shut up, and I'll spin this fucking wheel, <laughs> and you can go take a piss. <laughs> How's that sound? Yeah, that's a good. That's a good uh, episode of Tyree's Druthers. Let's go. All right. <laughs> I don't think yeah. I got that. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, we're doing. Uh, no, no, no. I'll put it James in Coburn's death. Okay, that's fine. We're doing James Coburn's death from uh, Ducky Soccer. Um, this full of dynamite. Here we go. We're gonna spin this wheel. Um, we always diverge into such fucking debauchery at the end of these episodes. <laughs> I don't know. Um, All right. What are you, hoping, roll, what are you hoping for? What are you hoping for? It hasn't changed since last time. Which is? Either like the Satoshi Con one or, yeah. the, or the Vengeance trilogy. I really project. want like a handmade one for us. I love handmade. how much you hate oh, them. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, no, yeah. I don't so that'd care. be good. That'd I, be good. I'd like some – I want – I think last time I said I want some like era specific yeah. ones. So I wouldn't mind to go further back in time than the 90s. But okay. it was good. Kevin Smith's one I really enjoyed. Yeah, it was great. Okay. Right. Let's do it. Drum roll, please.
The Imagination Trilogy, Terry Gilliam. Oh. So, I believe, if I jump into here, that includes Time Bandits, Brazil, and the Adventures of Baron Munchausen. Cool. When, when, when? 1988. Oh, nice. Yeah. Now, Time Bandits, 81, Brazil, 85. I haven't heard of any of these. Munchausen. I haven't heard of Munchausen. I thought I was going to say um, the Imaginarium of Doctor, the Imaginarium of Doctor Parnassus, uh, which yeah. was uh, Heath's last film. Oh, yeah, cool. Um, but it's not. No, they're all made in the eighties. I know Time Bandits. I'm looking forward to that one. Have I've been you seen meaning any to watch. These? No, I've been Sweet. meaning to watch Brazil okay. for the longest time. Awesome. It's got the. It's got um, Elizabeth Swan's dad from Pirates of the Caribbean. The, the, oh, the yeah, bad guy yeah, from yeah, Bond. Yeah. I forget yeah, his yeah. name. Yeah, he's yeah. he's the main character. Okay. Cool. And a lot of a lot of Python members. Great. Yeah, Terry, yeah. That, that's a Python name, isn't it? Terry Gilliam. Yes, he was the illustrator. Sweet. The animator slash writer. I don't know what he did. Even, anyway. All right. Cool. Yeah, so the Imagination Trilogy. The Imagination Trilogy. Woo! What are we starting with? Brazil. We start with Time Bandits, 1981. Time we, Bandits. Then we'll flash forward. We'll travel in time to Brazil. Sweet. And I'm then very, we'll... I'm very curious to see why it's called uh, the Imagination Trilogy. Um. All, well, I mean, honestly, all these films are just kind of imaginative yeah. one way or another. Nice. Well, I'm very looking yeah. forward to it. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Thanks we for listening, have now yeah. uh, packed up our bags and are moving away from Jersey. And we're heading to... Time land yeah. with time bandits. What? Oh, uh, that was rusty. Jo- <laughs> Ooh. Join us uh, not next week because we always have a week off in between trilogies. So join us in two weeks' time for the start of the Imagination Trilogy. Thank you so much for listening. Tell your friends, share the episodes around. And uh, as always, I've been Matt. I've been Tyree. And we love you so, so much. It's true. Probably too much. Go use the bathroom. Get away from me, you hog man. Um, that's great. Pause.